Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. It's That's What She Said with me, Georgie Parker, and joined with me are two of my very dear friends, Ashley No Guns Nelson and Bubs Barbieri. How are we both today, ladies? Very well, thank you, Parker. Jim has been open for a couple of weeks, still haven't been, can confirm. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Bubs, we're going to go straight to this. I'm positive it was like Christmas last week when we all got the news that the women had successfully scored the Women's World Cup with New Zealand, of course. So we're rolling with the football theme. The time has come for you to shine. I know that you feel as though we don't give it enough time, but today we're dedicating an entire show for it. It's a bit of show and tell today for you. You've brought someone along. Who have you got with us? Well, I'll just uh, rattle off some of the things that he's done and, and hopefully you'll, you'll be able to <laughs> guess who it is by the time. <laughs> he's already started rolling his eyes, but of course, it's one of our most decorated A-League players, Socceroo. Um, you may know him from scoring 13 goals in a, in a match against American Samoa for the Socceroos. Probably doesn't remember any of them at this stage of his career. He scored five goals against Adelaide in a grand final for Melbourne Victory. He has the most goals in the A-leg for Melbourne Victory and the most Melbourne Victory appearances. The one, the only, Archibald Thompson. <laughs> oh, thanks, Bud. Uh, actually, Lee Broxton surpassed my uh, Melbourne Victory record. Oh, he just uh, did, did he? he? Oh, no, he's, he's done it for a while, actually. Yeah, because yeah, he, well, well, he was a junior can, kid. Look, just keep that introduction, though. That's cool. I'm still all right. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't pick up on the, the uh, incorrect nature of it, so just roll with it for a bit longer, Archie. Okay, okay, cool. Cut it. Just a bit. I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Poor Broxy knows, uh, knows me very well. He probably actually listens to this podcast, so I will, apro- will apologise to Broxy, but... Um, <laughs> No, it's uh, massive to have you on today, Uh, Thanks, Bob. It's been an amazing week for Australian football. What did you make of the news? And, I mean, it very much is uh, the world game and we all kind of, like, shuffle it over to say it's female football. But no doubt you were very, very excited too. Yeah, really excited because um, I've always felt like, especially women's football, being with the Matildas that... uh, they were de- they're destined for to winning a trophy. You were there, obviously, when they won. You and you won the Asian Champions, uh, Asian Champions Cup, wasn't it? Asian, Asian Cup, right, yeah. yeah. Asian Cup. Um, <laughs> you did it before the boys did. Uh, but I've always felt that uh, women's football and just women's sport in general always gets overlooked. And I think this is a time that. Uh, it should shine, and uh, um, I know Bubs and uh, probably some of you girls uh, have found it probably difficult to to be able to have a, a professional uh, career. Um, for us men, we take it very much for granted, and we're, we're probably given a lot more. And I feel like this is a real opportunity for women's sport, and I hope it's just not going to be a flash in the pan to say, "Okay, yeah, we've got a World Cup." And then after it's done, nothing's done about it. I feel like this is a this is a great opportunity to start investing in in um, women's sport, girls' sport, grassroots level. I was actually talking to a, a female at Calder. Um, you might probably know Amanda Stella. Yeah. Uh, she was, you know, she's such a strong advocate for obviously women's sport, and um, she was just this is just before the announcement that we got the World Cup and. Uh, it was, she was just sort of saying that it was like, you know, always up against brick walls when it comes to 
um, just having a say, let alone little, you know, facilities or little things that we as men get get pretty much given to us. So uh, it's exciting times. I mean, I, I've probably seen it differently now too. I mean, I was probably a sexist pig and, and you know, um, but having a daughter myself and um, just seeing that these are huge opportunities. Uh, I mean, obviously she doesn't want to follow football, but whatever she does, hopefully this again opens uh, more doors for her and women. Of course, but and I, Bella. I strongly am, I'm not just saying it because I have three women looking at me ready to, ready to count. It's like, I, I honestly believe it. Honestly. And Bella is a very, very gifted singer. So no yeah. doubt she will be of uh, very famous, but uh, not for the football, but for her singing. Well, she actually, um, well, they're up in the Gold Coast now, but she... She loved football, and I, I feel like if she had a dedicated um, her time to it instead of maybe, oh, no, I can't say instead of because her music's her passion, but if she had, a, I know if she hadn't invested in it, I'm sure she could have got to a, a really high level, but she's doing amazing things uh, with her singing, and um, I'm really looking forward to uh, what career she has in the music world. Well, maybe Bella can mm. sing the national anthem at the World Cup when yeah. they have the opening game. Hopefully the Matildas uh, over here in Perth. Yeah. I was listening to Sam Kerr the other day and she was pleading uh, for FIFA to schedule some games over here in her home state. But uh, she was actually saying, and I wanted to get your take on it, um, Archie, is that she said that the World Cup just means so much to uh, football soccer players uh, comparatively to the Olympics. Uh, Georgie and I play hockey or used to play hockey and you know for us the pinnacle is the olympics but world cup is something that you all essentially aspire to yeah well um funny enough i've gone to olympic games too and uh i probably didn't feel um as probably passionate i mean still going to olympic games um is an, is an amazing feat from any code or any any person but for me as a, as a footballer it was um I didn't have it like a World Cup, but I'm guessing too. It's probably for for the women's game, especially. I don't, I don't know. Did you go to a, an Olympic Games, but yeah. well, you know, you would know firsthand. Like from from a women's point of view, it's, it's probably different um, to to probably what we felt as sort of the men's football side of things. I know that it probably wasn't as taken um, as like not taken, yeah, as serious. It's probably because you're under 23s and ours is our full-blown squad yeah. and then if you don't have, um, if you don't go to an Olympics, you actually get lost in all the funding. So the funding gets cut from you, whereas, mm. you know, for men, the, the funding for a FIFA World Cup is massive, like yeah. 10 or 20 times what it is for a female team who qualifies. So you, you can understand the discrepancy for the male and the women and how we both see it differently. Bubs, can yeah. you, uh, you, you had to answer this for me, Bubs, or Archie, you can chime in as well. Were you guys concerned about Colombia coming through right at the last minute and actually pipping us at the post after Japan had dropped out of the race, essentially, and we looked like we're home and hose? So the next thing we hear, Colombia as a, a potential threat with UEFA encouraging everyone to vote for them, I just thought that it might have been something that would happen yet again under FIFA's watch. <laughs> yeah, I, no, to be fair, to be fair, like Archie, you know Colombian football. You know what they've done 
in order to win games or if the referee has made the wrong decision. And I was frightened, like I was frightened because, you know, as much as we scaled higher than them in the scoring or the rating, who cares when, you know, you could line your pockets full with FIFA money you know what I mean like the way that they you know you can you can say as much as you want about FIFA about how much money they have but when bribes and things are thrown around we all they always talk about that stuff and and as much as I want to say Colombia pushed for a female equality and human rights and making sure the women are treated fairly not just equally just like as humans it's a really big case to throw forward. And, I mean, we want to just um, elevate our game and, and build a foundation, but they want to actually have their women treated nicely. Like, it's so much different to, to what we wanted. You kind of think that's human rights and we want to play football. And it was like, mm. you, you can't really equate it. So I was very, I was very frightened and very sceptical and I told everyone to put the cigars away. I said, <laughs> put your cigars away. You can't celebrate early. Um, mm. You know, like, yeah. Actually, did you say up for the announcement? Because it was at, uh, what would it be, like 2 o'clock your time in the morning? The, yeah, um, funny enough, I actually, because we knew that everyone in the football world knew that it was going to get announced at 2 o'clock in the morning. And it must have been just my body clock kind of going, okay, I need to wake up at this time. And, okay, I, I, uh, I woke up at 2.30. <laughs> I mean, it, I, it's still great to wake up and, and kind of see the excitement, the, um, you know, angulation of all the, all the people that were involved and, and just to see what it meant for the girls. And, and, and also, too, from just football in general, I think, because at the moment, our game, not even at a women's level, just across the board, is, is in a bit of a spell. And um, this just actually brings a bit of light um, to what's been pretty rough. I mean, we 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 were very lucky just to get through this little period and have a broadcaster broadcasting deal that will kind of um, even though it's cut two years short um, to get through this and then on to next year and and that kind of rolls off with the W League also. Um, so that just kind of added a, um, a glimmer of hope and I, I think a huge hope actually because, like I said, to have a World Cup uh, here. Uh, it's going to be amazing. I know I keep I keep referencing to the uh, cricket, women's cricket World Cup. That was uh, incredible. Um, but I and Bubs, you could probably you probably feel this too. Is that uh, the the Matildas actually could win it? <laughs> like yeah. there is there, that's that's the thing about it is that they actually can win a World Cup and imagine doing it on home soil too. And um, and it would just inspire so many uh, young girls. Inspire a lot of no, not just young girls, but young boys, everybody. It's going to be yeah. exciting. And I was thinking, you know, with all the hype going around the World Cup, I was worried that, you know, they're they're prolonging the decline, the offer to continue to take the Matildas because of this, you know, this you know this awareness of the game and and how much it's being broadcast at the moment. I feel like they're giving him three weeks because then by time three weeks, you would hope that people had forgotten a little bit and then he could just fly under the radar and say that he was going to the Bulls for the A-League. And what's your take on that? Do you think he's going to stay or what do you think he's going to go? What's your, what's your behind-the-scenes vibe? 
who, who, who's, because you just cut out when I was... Uh, oh, sorry, Ante, and, the coach. <laughs> oh, Ante, well, look, to be honest, I feel like um, uh, someone needs to come in that uh, has uh, the passion to want to just focus on the women's game and, and, yeah. the, and the women's team. And uh, I, I feel like the quicker they find a coach that's willing to do that, and Bubs, you'd probably know who's, who's a candidate or... Who would you? Who would you like to? Who would you like to actually see, Coach? I'd like to see, you know, uh, Ross Aloisi, or but for me, Ernie Merrick. Ah, okay. Ernie yeah. Merrick would be massive. He's. I'm assuming he's available still. Um, mm. Not sure of his what, what he's been doing, but um, I, he yeah. had the job back in the day, and I yeah. certainly feel like he would be um, a top candidate uh, because. Not only would he completely and solely focus, he actually thinks national positions are better than club positions or, mm. you know, above them in the pinnacle of things. Yeah. No, I think he'd be great. Uh, he's a great people person too. Yeah. Um, and, but they do. They need to sort it out really quickly. I mean, Ante Milicic's done an amazing job, I feel, just taking over what he did because it was so disjointed and... Um, now, now they've got the World Cup. They need someone in there now because you, mm. you need to prepare. As you girls would know, going into a, like a, a hockey uh, hockey tournament or a World Cup is that you need to be um, starting things really nice and early. And, and obviously, too, with a coach, by the coach knowing exactly how he wants the team to play, who he wants in the team. And then the players know, and then they know what they need to do. So I feel like it's, it should be done pretty soon not rather than later. And I think that's especially relevant in a game like soccer or football where you are spread around the world, where you need to be on that page mm. for probably a little bit longer. You don't get to uh, play week in, week out like, like you do with many other sports. So I think it's very important that they do get that continuation from it, well, from now well, as soon as we can. Well, Archie, I yeah. can guarantee um, that we've got a lot of pulling power here on That's What She Said podcast. So anyone that we put forward is going to be a likely yeah. candidate coming yeah. up for that coaching yeah, well, position. I can, I can hear Eddie Merrick already just jumping out of his seat. Wait, hang on a second. I'll just answer cool. a phone call. Um, <laughs> So, Archie, as exciting as the news of the Matildas and the World Cup are getting, you know, coming to Australia, as exciting as that is, we've got you here, one of Australia's greatest A-League players especially, and what, 54 games with the Socceroos as well. We want to know a little bit more about you. So we've asked you to come with prepared with two truths and a lie, and we want to hear a couple of stories and see which okay. one is a fakie. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> First one is when I was um, 16, uh, I was kind of a bit of a bad boy, you could say. I got sort of kicked <laughs> out of school um, and I needed a job and the only job that I could get at the time was a job in the abattoir, which was, I was living in Bathurst at the time and so, uh, and, and the abattoir was in Blaney. So I used to travel to Blaney um, Monday to Friday and I used to work in a, um, can I say, a shit bag room. Yeah, uh, you can so, say anything so you my, want. My, my job was when, when the, a cow's stomach would come down, I would cut it open and I'd have to drain out all the shit and uh, wash it oh. and then uh, and put it through um, like a, a little, oh. I don't know, something and then uh yeah no one would, as soon as i got home no one wanted to come near me so, uh, 
Georgie, you used to work at a, a butcher as well, so I, you guys could open up a little shop together. <laughs> I did. I worked at a butcher for three and a half years uh, while oh, I was at yeah. uni. Yeah, I did, but now I'm a vegetarian, so go figure. Oh, oh well, no, I still love meat. Like, uh, I mean, bad. Like, I, I mean, when I when I, I mean, I, if it's true for if it's a lie, I mean. Um, <laughs> the actual the actual butcher just outside the abattoir was probably one of the best tasting um, meats going around. Yeah. To be honest, how good? Yeah. So there's number one. Number two. Uh, number two is that I was um, playing a match for Melbourne Victory, and uh, always suffer from nerves before a game, um, even just before I'm running out. Purely the fact that once you're out there, you actually can't go toilet again. So you can't really leave. So for me, it was like that anxious anxiety it would always bring on a number two. So I would always have to... Uh, we all know that feeling. We're all not in our head. The old PGB. Yeah. Pre-game. Yeah, oh. uh, Oops, sorry. I, I have to be honest. I, I, I have to know where a toilet is full stop anyway. Like, so if I go into the city... And, and for me to be comfortable, I need to know where a toilet is. So this is why, hundred percent. This is, 100%, this is uh, like it's like fight or flight. Is that if that's what they call it with me? And um, so when it was half time, I, uh, I I took a little bit longer than I was meant to, and they were all out there waiting for me, and it actually got delayed uh, maybe five minutes because I was just not comfortable going out there, and then. Um, and then after the game, because there was a delay with the telecast, I think the club got fined $5,000. You had a $5,000 poo. <laughs> well, that's... P- potential $5,000 potential, poo. Potential, yeah, potential. All right, and um, lastly? Lastly, so this was um, just before the World Cup qualifiers in 2005. I was at Craven Cottage in uh, London. So we were playing a game... Uh, against Jamaica and uh, Timmy Cale was sitting in the stand and uh, I happened to score a goal and I went over to the corner flag and I started kung fuing it and punching it what Timmy does so um, after the game Timmy comes up to me and says to me Archie man that celebration's just awesome um, how about we share it together <laughs> and, and, and we can say it's like it's ours it's for our family um, and you know we'll just re- represent that and I'm kind of cool, yeah, that sounds great. And then before you know it, he's up into the Premier League, he's punching corner flags and then I'm just left in the background and then everyone thinks that <laughs> I was the one that was, uh, uh, I copied him, but in actual fact, he was the one that copied me. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, some tough ones. I don't know. I feel like I tell a good story. Now, for me, it's not the last one. The last one is a truth because I, when I found out we we're having the Archie Thompson on this show, I did a bit <laughs> yeah, of research you need, on you, you and you I watched you. I, and I, <laughs> I, I watched you on Rove, and and oh, that story God, came yeah. out. So yeah. it's not that one. Now, I haven't done things. any any research, and I am notoriously the worst at this game, Archie. So I am none from. How many times have we done this now, and I, I still haven't got one? No, you, no, you, you did. One. You got it last week because of the point, uh, one point. You got it on someone. Anyway, uh, you, either way, I'm pretty bad at this. But I'm thinking that the five thousand dollar poo is uh, my pick. Me, me too, because I think that you would have. Um, 
they would have started without you. Being part of a match where we've started the game without uh, we had a girl locked in the on. toilet, remember? A girl <laughs> locked in the toilet and we started the game without her. So oh, yeah, as, as much as you're the famous Archie Thompson, I still think that they would have gone ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I, stopped, I stopped time everywhere I went. No, <laughs> what do you, what do you, <laughs> time stops. But what do you think? I walk on water. <laughs> I know what the answer, think? so. I know well, you can. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well, what is it? <laughs> Go I think I think number I think number two as well. Number two, two. I think it's bullshit. What do you? Okay, what is it? So, yeah. Yeah. What bullshit. is it? Yes. <laughs> uh, literal, literal, metaphorical yeah, bullshit. But how good is the story though? <laughs> it's pretty good, right? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Now you yeah, did very good. You did mention, uh, you know, qualifications for the World Cup. And, of course, your name is very famous in, in the football world by scoring 13 goals in a match in, in a qualification tournament in the Oceania, um, Oceania, what's it called? Oceania Qualifiers? Yeah, uh, yeah big Oceania. Whatever it's called. Okay, okay. So yep. you're so famous that... We've actually got a song made about you. I actually scored 13 goals. 13 goals against American Samoa. I don't know if you know, I scored 13 goals American Samoa. Yeah, once I went on holiday to American Samoa. We just watched the American Samoa DVD. Boys are saying, Vegas, Los Angeles, that's where he wants to go, American Samoa. I'm sick of you with your 13 Archie Thompson. American Samoa. Yeah, once I went on holiday to American Samoa. We just watched the American Samoa DVD. Boys are saying Vegas, Los Angeles. Guess where he wants to go? American Samoa. <laughs> oh my God! You know, it's the first time I really have to listen to this. I know it's out there, but it's the first time I listen to it. It is so funny. Thirty goals, thirty goals, thirty goals, thirty goals, it's not particularly catchy, though, is it? I think it's very funny, and it says here, Archie Thompson is reportedly planning a 13th anniversary party of his 13th goals. How often do you bring that up when you play with these kids coming through? You've got a young 16-year-old that's training with you, and you go to them, mate, I once scored 13 goals in an international. How often would you actually bring it up? No, Because to me, it looks like you must bring it up a bit. <laughs> no, I don't bring it up because uh, I know that the team that we played against was probably one of the worst. Um, well, it, in actual fact, it is actually the worst ranked country uh, in, in, in football. The and that, and, and the, the, yeah, in the world. And they actually did a documentary. I've watched um, that documentary and I cried yeah, during that win. documentary. Yes, yes, I watched it. Um, I don't know. I was in this phase of watching football things and I watched on a plane yeah. back from Europe. I watched that. And I cried during it because I just saw this passion in these guys who just love it and all these things of trying to recruit people to play and they just never, and they had a trans person playing and they had a whole, there's a lot going on. And then I watched the Ronaldo documentary and my favourite line in the Ronaldo documentary was his kid goes to him, oh, when I grow up, I want to be a, a goalkeeper. And he just goes, no, you don't. Goalkeepers are weird. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Bob's actually true. Like, it, it is true. We see goalkeepers as just a different breed, and um, that's, that's a fact. And so is Bob. He's a bit of a freak. But uh, yeah, that, that, that American Samoa, well, it actually, it'll be 20 years next year 
since uh, a the game. It's a long time. It's a long yeah. time. And you yeah. go. I'd love to go back. I'd actually love to go to American Squad. I'd like well, to, it seems some that you've players. you've been you've been spruiking to have that as an end of season trip. Yeah. It looks like. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's not much going on there, but um, yeah, I'd love to just talk to some of those traumatized players that. <laughs> because poor uh, keeper. yeah that well, poor keeper and he was still trying even in that doco to um you know but the actual game was there were, i didn't even realize um that there was a lot of people that were meant to play that weren't able to play i don't know for what reason so i had to use a lot, these a lot are of reasons the from yeah. from what i'm reading yeah. it was a lot of visa issues so it was a younger side to begin with but yeah. i mean ash and i yeah. we we play over with the oceana region as well you've now moved to asia and ash is smirking because we had to play some more and it's quite funny because i had the worst time of my life playing against samoa where you've never seen anyone play as bad as as i have essentially they kept me on because it was Oh, was it was that funny. <laughs> I was sitting on the bench, actually, Archie. I was sitting on the bench and the coach literally said to me, take anyone off but Parker. This is the funniest thing that I've seen in my life. So <laughs> we were playing the pretty much one of the worst ranked sides as well. So you shouldn't be ashamed of your 13-goal <laughs> haul because Parker had the worst trying. game of her life. She was trying and hardly ever scored any goals. So well, I think got in a fight with one of them. Exactly. So I think that you should uh, be proud but, of your achievement. Yeah. But, but Ash and I, I mean, we have played against these really low-ranked sides and it's a really difficult mindset to, to go into the games with because you've got to go in and... and it's against the spirit of the game to not put any effort in and to not try. And I've heard you speak about how you were trying to put your best foot forward to get a solid position in the team. Mm. So there you're in this position mm. where you're trying to do your best as you can. But at the same time, you know, a bit of empathy comes into these players who they've got no money. I mean, you spoke about in another interview I watched where they've rocked up with no shoes and mm. we were the same. They're, they're using equipment that's 20-year-old sticks, wooden sticks in hockey, but you don't use wooden sticks anymore. So it is a really yeah. difficult mindset. How mm. were you feeling when you kicked that 13th goal? How, how did you feel? Like, is it still exciting to be getting these goals or, or what was actually going through you? Do you remember? Uh, um no, I don't. Like, it's funny. I never really thought that I was scoring many goals because and I felt I would, like we just... I heard this too, and I'm calling bullshit on that. Everybody everybody no, knows how many goals they scored. Every striker. Oh, I said it's like losing count of like how many pieces of pizza you've no, eaten. It was 31 mil. You know. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> no, but you, you might lose score of the, the, the track of the total score, but yeah. surely you do personally. No. Nah. No, I honestly did not know. I did not know. Seems more humble than us, Parker. (laughs) (laughs) I was there counting against Samoa. Four added to my tally. Because I I think we actually, we beat a team, it might have been the day or a couple of days earlier that was like 22 nil. So it was always like, we never really counted because it was just going to be sort of a bloodbath. I mean, I, I there was no other, no other words I can really there is it. describe it. Um, oh, hold on, like, hold on. But yeah, those, those sort of encounters, there is a lot of empathy. But I remember sitting in a Japanese bar with my Melbourne Victory scarf on. So now I am. This is pre Melbourne City. So my, I, I, <laughs> I crossed the border and went into the city. But back then I was Melbourne Victory through and through and I had a whole team 
of Matildas going for Adelaide United. And I'm in this Japanese bar with my Melbourne Victory scarf on oh. going, this is the day, this is us, right? Adelaide, Victory, this huge kerfuffle about this grand final. And by the end of it, I was so embarrassed that you, were, you scored five. You definitely knew how many goals okay, which, which game are we Italy. talking about now? Yeah, what like, game? The grand final. The grand final. Sorry, I switched okay. because it you did, were being yeah. empathetic and then all of a sudden I started to oh, feel sorry for yeah, Adelaide United. There was, no, there was no empathy in that game. No, like, there you go. Oh, and I that, knew that's that different exactly. because if you're playing against a professional team, there's no empathy. <laughs> but no. you're like this, against America Samoa, you're playing against people who... It, nowhere near on the same level of professionalism. Um, oh. Did you actually? Did you actually have fun in that game? Um, no, actually, I, I can't really remember it too well. Like, uh, I know that there was a photo that was taken, and I think we we're all kind of like a sort of smirking or hit, like you know, hands in our head or a head in our hands. But um, yeah. yeah, it was just just one of those games. I, I, yeah, it's incredible <laughs> because when I when I finished and I went to the press conference um I just thought okay yeah I scored a whole heap of goals and you know it was a good win I, I wasn't even told till when I got in there that it was a world cup rec- like it was a world record you smashed it I think that it was yeah. seven goals was the initial record yeah. and then you just about doubled it so <laughs> well, well, my actual my actual striking partner had nine so like it was I mean it could have been like anyone that could have scored I was just yeah, like for sure in those places but like I, I didn't know the extreme of it until I'm in the press conference and the next day I'm having photos in a newspaper and then it's like world news and then yeah. the only the only issue was I um when I, I went over to Belgium that year and um signed over in Europe and they expected me to score like that <laughs> every single day and, and, and I'm, I'm trying to explain to them like um it's American Samoa like they don't even know how to they don't even know how to do the kickoff, so uh, <laughs> it, 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 it kind of had its ups and downs. But how many people can say they have a world record? Um, not many, so I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. Pretty and cool. Mum's got a stack of world record books at home. That's, uh, that you're in. No that's one's beautiful. taken them from it. No one's taken them. Well, <laughs> if you're doing it for Mum, that's okay. And I oh, believe always. your your mum must have been a very happy lady. I saw that she goes for Liverpool. Ah, yes, I got her on the. The Fox News this morning. So, uh, I she sent me a photo early on in the morning uh, when they actually won the title. I mean, it was inevitable, but um, this is when they actually you know claimed it. And she sent a photo of her in a, a Liverpool shirt. And she's terrible though, because she, she's probably never watched a Liverpool game in her life. She loves it. She goes to the Swans. Loves the Swans. Actually has a. a, a Sydney Swans Duna cover on a bed and in Sydney Swans <laughs> pillowcases, but she can't watch a game because she just gets that nervous. nervous. That she, she she loses her mind. So she's never <laughs> watched a Liverpool game, but she's uh, yeah. I she's love a, I love that she's in a green Liverpool like yeah. Well, oh. man, that's, that's old school, right? So yeah, that's like, old school. You can't say you can't say she just ran, ran down the rebel and got a Liverpool shirt. That's right. She, she actually been waiting for a long she's time. <laughs> and, uh, everybody was waiting for a long time and, a very uh, long actually, time uh, yeah and i said well mum i got you on fox news this morning and she was like 
Oh yeah, so she's. She's <laughs> <laughs> been waiting a very long, long time now. Ash has been yeah. waiting a very long time for this. It's called. It's a very pointless podcast, and it's probably now two thirds. Nelson at the moment, probably yeah, two thirds of the way through the show. So Ash Nelson, give it, give it a go. Give it a whirl. All right. Okay. So today, well, it's meant to usually be halftime Nelson, but we've got lost in, in our excitement about um, 13-year-old Archie here. Now I was um, trolling through Twitter like I usually do, like the troll I am, and uh, I stumbled upon um, Joe Ingalls from the NBA. Um, is he Utah Jazz? Yeah. Yes. Just double checking that. uh, Now he actually put out a tweet and uh, he tweets quite regularly, but this one caught my eye. And he said to the young skateboarding teenager that peed on our driveway, just a heads up, our security cameras see everything, all the faces and every other small detail. (laughs) He may have, I mean, take it as you wish. He may have been alluding to, to something there. But my question to, to you, fine ladies and gentlemen, tonight um, is when have you been busted? And Archie, I'm going to get you. Do you Have you had a situation where you might have been uh, caught out, whether it be by a camera or a person? Um, well, one I'm going to share is probably better than what I have been caught with. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some things you've got to keep low-key, yeah, don't yeah, worry. That's, yeah, that's, that's PG, PG. Yeah, safe, it's in the safe. Um, so we're at a game and uh, uh, so it was half-time and usually half-time games they have a, like a little match with all the kids playing. Like these are just tiny three, four-year-olds, five-year-olds. And anyway, um, I had to run from the pod where we were doing the commentary stuff, I had to run across uh, to the halfway line. And, you know, being a hero and the ego took over, I thought, you know, well, I'm going to show, I'm going to show these boys, um, you know, because they probably would have forgotten or they probably didn't, hadn't even seen me play anyway. So I was like, okay, I've got to show these guys something. So I've come up, I see this ball and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get this one because it was just sitting perfectly. And I thought that I could just nip in before the, the young boy um, get, got to it. And so I went, I was going too quick. So I went to slow down, but there was a bit of dew on the ground. And um, so I slid up with two feet in the air, like practically smashed him in the chest and, and he went flying in the air. You could hear the, the crowd, the, the, the parents were like, oh my God, what the hell? And um, so I okay, said, I said, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It was like, it was cool. I, I got off, the, I got over the embarrassment of it all and just sort of brushed off and ran back. And then after the actual game, uh, my co-host said to me, oh, look, we've got, we got a bit of footage of something. And I'm like, <laughs> what's, what's this? And then they showed the replay. You could actually, you can see it. It's hilarious. It's on my, one of my, uh, it's probably on uh, well, if you, if like you Google your name, that actually comes yeah. up as one of the oh. first videos. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff that comes up when you do that. But, uh, this one was, uh, I uh, snapped this kid. And it, yeah, it, was, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't look what? like, the funny thing is that it doesn't actually look like you've slowed down at all. It looks like you've two-footed him. You look well, like you've gone studs up on this kid. 
that is right. just trying to do his best play at half time and you have just signed a contract to start an academy for children and you're going around two footing kids. Well I'm thinking if if it's gonna go to the police and if I'm gonna if they're gonna <laughs> investigate it, I need to know that I've got an alibi. So I need to know say that I did slow down and I did try to stop uh, in, instead of maybe trying to snap in the poor lad. But look, it was uh, it was so funny. Like I must admit, as soon as I seen, I put it up straight away because it was such a laugh. Yeah. And that kid That's never cool. played soccer again. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's a sad ending to the story. Well, what Bud said, like oh, I'm actually starting academy now, and um, I'm sure there wouldn't be anyone registering, any parent registering if they saw that bit of video. But anyway, <laughs> all good. <laughs> what about you, Parker? Have you been busted at all? Oh, look, I've been busted more times than I'd like to share, and it's not nothing that anyone here needs to know. But I do want to point out that Joe Ingalls, and this is a very fun fact about Joe Ingalls, Joe Ingalls likes one tweet, one tweet. And like you said, he's an avid tweeter. He tweets quite a lot. Quite he likes regularly. one tweet. He, he's only ever liked one tweet, and this tweet says... Joe Ingalls, I've loved you ever since I made a homemade bong out of your Powerade bottle in Game 7 against Melbourne Tigers in 2008-2009. Legend. <laughs> that is his only like, and I think that is oh very God, funny. Um, but, no, we, we don't need to get into my bust-ups, um, but I know that you have one, Ash. This is quite funny. Oh, well, mine comes back. Uh, I am the youngest and the um, only girl in my family. So as you can imagine, life was pretty hard for me growing up, trying to fend for myself. And um, I remember my older brother was quite the avid uh, organ player. And I don't know about you guys, but is organ Organs possibly... Organs are annoying. They're the worst <laughs> instrument. I mean, aside from recorder, it's like recorder... Oh, yeah, no, nah, recorders are great. Like I like recorders. The, the, recorders are yeah. fun. Okay, well, they're not bagpipes. All right, bagpipes, then um, organs. So he was practicing, and I was trying to watch a TV show, and it was all in the same room. And it was back in the day where, you know, you only had the one television in the house. Um, It was a wooden television. Black and white as well. (laughs) (laughs) You guys will know about that. He wouldn't stop practicing on his organ and this was a song that he continued to play. Hang on, we'll just load it up. Now, is there anything more annoying than that song? So, (laughs) the entertainer was being played throughout the household, couldn't watch my TV show and I thought to myself, the only way as a young lady, young girl to be able to, you know, get him to stop is to start hitting myself and make a mark on my arm so that when my mum comes into the room, I can say to her that Brendan's been hitting me and as a result, he'll get sent to his room and he won't be able to play the organ anymore. So away I went and started hitting my arm, slap, 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 slap. I was getting pretty, you know, far down the path, good red mark. And next thing my mum actually walks in, sees me hitting myself as I turn around to say that he's been hitting me. So I was caught in the act. Of hitting myself and inflicting self-harm all in order to stop the entertainer from bellowing throughout the house. And uh, I don't think my mum ever trusted me since, so. (laughs) Did he go on to be an entertainer at all? He went on to play at my cousin's wedding, but that was about the pinnacle of his organ playing career. So um, I don't feel too guilty about trying to stifle his career as an organ player, but... (laughs) 
that's when I got caught out. But thank you for participating in the halftime slash three-quarter Nelson today, Archie. Okay, now, thank you. Now, well, thank you. Now, we're going to move on to, I guess, the later part of your career where, was it last year you signed with a fifth division club in Spain? <laughs> we're okay to talk about this. And do you have PTSD? Oh, yeah. because, because I might have PTSD after listening to sprays like this. Oh, this I mean, I don't know exactly what he was saying, but I can't imagine it was a good thing. And you've gone viral yet again. You seem to go viral a little bit. It seems to be yeah. in your DNA to do things that go around about. And you didn't seem to understand a thing of what this, this coach was saying. <laughs> was it? No. So I... Uh... I went over there because um, I've always wanted to play in Spain. Like that for me, yeah. uh, growing up, um, because it was the sort of style of football that I, I felt suited me um, way back. So I thought the boat had, had sailed. But then, um, 40 years old, I get a phone call. Would you like to play in Spain? I'm like, shit, shit. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I ring up see, my boy. See. Yeah, yeah, see, see. And then I, I, I said uh, to my boy, look, uh, my young boy, you want to come over to Spain with me? And, um, and, and so for me, it was, it was to go and play in Spain, but for me, it was also too, to share it with my son, to actually go over um, 10 days, um, just that sort of one-on-one, something that he will remember, I'll remember. Um, so that was cool that I, that I got to Spain and um, all the information that I got from it was that I was going to have an easy ride. I'm going to play two games. It's not going to. It's going to be really cruisy. Uh, there will be a bit of exposure from Spain and even back here in Australia. And we're trying to create a pathway. And I'm like, cool, yeah, no worries. I didn't realise the coach was an absolute psycho. And, uh, I, <laughs> and and so even before the actual game, I was with the chairman and and we're having lunch and I'm just having a couple of beers and we had to play that afternoon. I'm thinking, okay, it can't be that difficult. Um, but then as soon as I rolled up to the game, it's like um, it was chaotic and there was an Australian assistant coach. You know Stradi, uh, Yeah, yep. Yeah, so he was the assistant coach. He'd been there already uh, three or four months. And he, he was telling me, yeah, Archie, I, I understand now. I, I, like, I, I can understand the, the language. I'm not so good at speaking it, but I understand it. I'm like, okay, cool. So when I got the information from the coach to Stradi to me, I went on there and just did exactly what Stradi told me to do. And uh, it got lost in translation because what he told me <laughs> wasn't what the coach said. And then, and then all day, all like for the 20 minutes it was on, it was just constant, vamos Thompson, vamos Thompson. Doesn't Thompson know what to do? So that video went all over Spain and yeah. because the, apparently the Spanish, that, that uh, Spanish coach is actually well known. Uh, in Spain, and he's well known for his, uh, his theatrics. His, his, yeah, uh, his theatrics. Um, so that's how that happened. <laughs> and again, I, I didn't think anything of it. Like I thought, okay, cool. They got some video and uh, whatever. And then before I know it, I'm back home, and then suddenly there's a video of me. Like, not uh, apparently, I'm, I don't understand the game of football. I, I'm slow. <laughs> I don't move. Oh shit! That's the last time. 
Love you learn, you learn pretty quick the swear words, though, don't you? I mean, we were never yeah. really gifted at uh, languages. Um, Parker and I tried to learn Spanish a couple of times because we go over to Argentina. And by mm. the end of it, all we really knew was, like, puta, because that's all, we used, that's all we used to get called on the field by the Argentinian players. Well, Bubs, you would know too. I mean, growing up playing football, you, you across every culture there is. So, And mm. obviously the first thing you learn is, is uh, the swear words. The so, swear words, yeah. Uh, I can tell you in Serbian, Croatian, um, uh, what else? Yeah, Italian, yeah, Spanish, Greek. Spanish, Italian, Greek. Uh, the the works. I know we know them all. So <laughs> I knew what he was. I knew what he was actually saying to me uh, when those words came out. But the other information just went over my head. Yeah, but it was and pretty. It list- was cool. It was good fun. It was good fun. For the we listeners, went to, we went to Real Madrid. Like, like we went to the actual training facilities of Real Madrid, which yeah. no one, nobody gets in. Like, you, you don't get into that. So yeah. I, I got to share that with my boy. Yeah. And, you know, I had a photo with Zidane. Like Zuzu was amazing. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, it was, and he smelled so good. Like, oh my Jesus gosh, smelled so good. <laughs> oh, yeah. like yeah, what? Tell us, like he, what? what? Oh, he yeah. smelled but, good. He just aftershave would have been. He smells good. Yeah, he just. Oh, he looked, yeah, he looked amazing. <laughs> have you ever? I got the I got the French jersey on now. Ah, there you go. I'm a yeah. Zizzle fan. This is my, my yeah. favourite player. Well, well, we we were in the office and he was like his office was next door, so he we'd always sort of see him walking past and um, oh my gosh. We're, and we're sitting out in the back back there and we're sitting next to Azard and my my son's like losing his mind like <laughs> so, Oh my gosh! And for guys uh, that that you girls uh, that are watching like or listening, yeah. it's it's like MJ. It, it's yeah. like for me seeing oh, is, Zizu yeah. is like seeing MJ. And being around him is 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 like. Well, I just want to meet him because he smells good. I mean, yeah. <laughs> how alluring! Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nothing better than when a man smells really nice. Oh man, <laughs> huge huge crush on the Zizu. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, and before we let you go, Archie, we'll just rapid fire some questions at you. Okay. First answer that comes to mind will get you to answer. So I'll start. Who's the best player you've ever played with and who's the best player you've ever played against? Oh, man. I don't know how many times I get asked this question and I still... Forget. I, don't, I have no idea. Um, best player I've played against would have to be Messi. Yeah, um, that's a fair. That's a fair answer. I would have. Yeah, said. that's a. That's yeah, a same, really same, same, same. <laughs> was that, a, what is that for your national team? Was that in, uh, in yes, at the Olympics? Yes. Uh, that was Olympics. Yeah. Um, and also too, we played them when they were at the uh, MCG. Yeah. Like yeah, we played them at the MCG. That was when he was really young. Um, well, and he's actually not not scored thirteen goals in a match. So. <laughs> no, hundred yeah. yeah. <laughs> percent. He just makes thirteen thousand a minute. <laughs> and, and, I, and I've got 13 goals so uh, I don't know to think which one and memories and memories <laughs> oh, lots yeah. of memories me- me- memories of Townsville yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome no, I'll, and probably best, best I'd have to say um, oh, I can't go probably past Mark Paducah yeah, yeah Mark Paducah Harry Kuhl yeah, yeah, you've played I, with I, a I pretty You've played with some stars, that's for sure. Yeah, a lot of who've 100%. actually made it in the Premier League, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Like, Harry was, yeah, amazing. amazing. Um, Archie, the most famous person that you saw at the Olympics that you're starstruck by? 
I can't remember actually who I because uh, we were in there early, so the, all the stars probably um, weren't there yet or hadn't arrived. I think there were some basketballers that yeah. uh, from the from the states that they always sort of seem to attract the crowd. So I yeah. think probably yeah, I think they were probably or messy could be messy. Ah, <laughs> oh, messy, yeah. yeah. No one smelt. No one smelt that good at the Olympics. <laughs> no, worth remembering. No, no for me, you know, the, the best the one from Belarus too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> The best, the best part for me was going to the Olympics um, in London and I got to go to the gold medal party for the US girls because um, I was friends with Pino and LeBron James walks in Le- Le- and yeah. they give me Cristal in a champagne glass and I'm like, this is Cristal <laughs> and LeBron yeah. James is standing in front of me. This is ridiculous. <laughs> we had a girl who just, you know how you have your team group chats and our friend, a girl on our team, our captain, now captain M Smith just sends a message. She goes, Hey guys, I'm just in, um, uh, Usain Bolt's room. We're like, what? <laughs> and she oh, sends yeah. us a picture of her wearing his shirt. Like nothing's literally nothing. His shirt. She was there with the entire four by 100 meter team, his shirt, his Olympic gold medal with like Johan Blake in the background and they were doing oh, the, wow. the bolt. It's just, yeah, it's just amazing cool. how these things happen. And it's yeah. kind of, um, I, I felt it was pretty cool to be competing at a game that all these superstars are playing at. That's how I, it's quite humbling really. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's the Olympics, right? Like, yeah, I, I feel the same. But with Usain Bolt when he came here and he was wanting to start his football career, like, oh, I mean, yeah, of course. I, yeah, I was fortunate enough to kind of interview him then. Like, he's such a <laughs> he's massive huge. guy, like, you know. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, like, like I said, it's, it is like a zoo of just talented athletes. And it's, yeah. it is great to just sort of see because you, you kind of have a when I, what I remember being in the actual, um, the, what do you call it? The, the village? The village. Um, <laughs> it's like, or the zoo. You, you <laughs> yeah. have, it yeah, is a zoo, zoo by the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, you kind of think that athletes are meant to look this certain, sort of have this physique and all this sort of thing, but they just came in all different sizes, shapes, shapes and sizes, tall, yeah. small. And so that was quite an experience to just sort of see all that stuff. But, yeah, it was amazing. And, look, um, as much as, uh, like, it probably... Um, there's been pinnacles that I, I can still sort of say, and you girls can say that we're Olympians. Like that's yeah. that's Massive. pretty special. What I that I mean, I, I, when I when I say that, and it's um, you know, when it's something referenced the the Olympics, I can actually say, oh shit, yeah, I'm an Olympian. So that's pretty yeah. cool. It's really cool, hmm. Bubs. It's nice to tell your kids. What about yeah, um, we've spoken about we've spoken about the celebrations. So are your are your celebrations better than Timmy or the other way around? Does he, what do you I've reckon? I've literally well, seen a grinding of a yeah, pole. Yeah, the grinding was good. <laughs> yeah. That well, was like, oh, sorry, we oh, just oh, changed oh, time oh, slots. Because <laughs> a guy, when I first started celebrating, a guy told him, an Argentinian guy said to me, Arch, if you want to be remembered, uh, you know, not just for your football, but, just to have or that kind of quirk. In a match. Yeah, yeah, quirk is all 13 goals. Do a celebration that people remember. Um, so, like, that's how I've always kind of done my celebrations is that I, I would um, just change it up and felt like what was entertaining or what made people laugh. 
And then the body roll got in and I actually liked that and enjoyed it. But the funny thing is that I went and played grassroots football. I don't know if you've heard this, Bob, but I was playing grassroots football and there's nobody there. So I was playing a game in Meldeford. There was only about 50 people. Um, and my mum was in the corner of the, of the ground, probably about five metres from the pole. You didn't grind and, me, your mum. Well, I scored my first goal and I was really excited and I went over to the corner flag and she was right there and I pointed at her and I started like, you know, no! doing this. Yeah. And then but then my crowd the crowd the my teammates came over and, and I just sort of gave mum a hug and then I ran back. Um, but then I didn't realise that my sister that was watching the game too, she said, Arch, did you see what mum did? I'm like, No, what did mum do? Mind you, she's like sixty something years old, about this tall, like little pub New Guinea. She she went and picked up the corner flag because it was out. She put it down and she started doing like the celebration too. <laughs> I like you know that's cool. but uh, so I feel like that's where I get that. Um, I get it from mum. Mum's just an update. She mum sounds like a legend. Um, yeah, oh, she is hundred percent. I did not yeah. know that. Like, that's that's hilarious. Now. Yeah, she, yeah. Now, this is one that's quite controversial. We'll just have a couple more. Would you rather be the world's best goalkeeper or just an okay field player? <laughs> I feel like really this is so... And, and you know, you know you, you, now you kind of understand that I actually have to think about that question. <laughs> I, I still have to really think about it. Like, still... Do I want to be an okay player? Aren't like, you? okay international okay international player, you still... Uh, look, uh, yeah, 100% a world-class goalkeeper. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So, oh, so okay. Okay. Is that your lie? Is that your lie? <laughs> yeah, that's the lie. He wasn't thinking, was That was two lies, yeah. No, look, <laughs> um, I, I, there's a lot of respect Um the goalkeepers, like one of my really close friends, Nathan Coe, uh, Bubs, you know, yeah. um, like he had to put his body through so much. So there's utmost respect because um, they put themselves in some crazy positions that only only they can seem to do because, you know, there's a few, few screws loose. <laughs> They're still weird. What, if, what about when I turned up to training and you thought you'd go easy on me? And then you're like, actually, I have to start belting the balls past her because she was taking well, a man, piss. Man, you were taking a piss. I didn't like it. <laughs> no, that was, yeah, that's probably ego and all that sort of shit. But, yeah, Bubs, you're great. Like, you're a gun. So, uh, you, play, you, play, you play as long as you want to play. No, <laughs> yeah, I'll stop you. See, yeah. I was okay with sticking with being a, a yeah, Santa Maria um, high school average player rather than being an international you know well goalkeeper but bumps you know i'm glad that someone pursued being uh, playing at that grade um just finally i think that given that you are wearing a chicago bulls hat which our listeners might not be able to see at the moment you said that you've got bad hair but you are wearing yeah, a chicago pretty, bulls uh, hat. what would you rather would you rather be team michael jordan or maybe team lebron ah uh, michael jordan in the MJ. Uh, I think the docos, yeah. the docos sort of it's, added a few more. It's, to is the, it an age yeah. thing or? <laughs> yeah, maybe a little bit of that. No, I don't know. Actually, I, I, I love that he's, um, I love his intensity, but like watching a doco, there's a little bit of me that was like, oh, because I, I, I never liked those people um, that I liked that when I was playing. So that kind of soured a little bit for me. But mm. I, you still can't um, take away 
the, the, the quality of the, of the athlete. Yeah. I mean, sometimes the person might be, might be the person might be the best, but um, you hated the yeah, you hated yeah. the nerds, didn't you? The ones that were like lived and breathed it. It's like have a oh, life, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, because oh, I always never liked that. Like I can't. I, but then he's MJ. Oh, you need you need to have you need to have a balance. Like I like <laughs> I couldn't feel I feel like I couldn't be too hardcore because just I wouldn't enjoy it. Um, I just wouldn't enjoy it. Well, one last one from me. If you were to play any other sport along the lines of MJ, going to buy baseball, what's the other sport? <laughs> That you could is, flip to. Is mountain biking a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. Mountain biking like, is, yeah. yeah. Like, that is my... Get a Red Bull sponsorship. Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying. I was actually at the <laughs> Yangs. I, I don't know if you guys know where the Yangs are. Buzz, you know, Yangs. Yeah. I was there riding today, had a fall, but I, I like, I'm obsessed with that. Like, if I could oh, be okay. a mountain bike, downhill mountain biker, I 100% would. Oh, so did you do you know, that in the Olympics or is it just BMX? They, were, mm. they had it at the Commonwealth Games, right? Yeah, I think I so, think that's what I yeah. thought. Yeah, so if they bring it to the Olympics, um, you're a chance. You'd be in chance. Georgie, didn't you used to be a Red Bull girl? So don't you have another connection there as well? You can both work in the abattoir, <laughs> own a butcher shop sponsored by Red Bull. It's a match made what in heaven here. What a and, <laughs> You couldn't find two more opposite jobs working for, as a Red Bull <laughs> promo girl. <laughs> <laughs> being a yeah. butcher being a butcher assistant um look I'll, I'll tee up a meeting for you um and while we're at yeah. it we'll uh, get the the new matildas coach as well um well archie <laughs> thank you so much for joining us um to speak all about you the matildas plenty there to listen to so thank mm. you for joining us and chatting about your career um as always you two here thank you as well so it's a pleasure Thanks, Arch. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, If you're going to have a punt, make sure you do so responsibly. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.